The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Hey, we're back in the EpiPet studios for some of the pet buzz. Dr. Fleck, I got this outrageous story for you. Hmm. Okay. And it bothers me so much because I know it could happen in our everyday life. Okay. So did you hear about the mentally ill woman who went to a local groomer in the LA area? She told the staff that the Shih Tzu in that cage was hers and she paid the dog grooming bill. So when the owner came to pick up that dog, right, who has kidney problems, who suffers from health problems, what were they to say? They said someone came and picked up the dog. Well, it seems that the mentally ill gal, a woman, she took the dog home and gave it to her daughter as a gift for her grandchildren. Well, once the story hit the news, the daughter was savvy enough and kind enough to call the news and the authorities and explain what happened. Isn't that crazy? She's walking around like the department, the little mall or plaza had a Shih Tzu years ago and walks into the grooming place. He goes, oh, that dog's mine. So she came in and claimed it was her dog. Paid and the, the groomers then released the dog to, to her, her when somebody else had brought the dog. in. Yes, absolutely. A lot of confusion. I mean, it's a crazy world. Mm -hmm. You know, groomers, as you know, have mixed up dogs before. You know, they've given one golden retriever to one couple or whatever. You know, we've heard about that before. But when it comes to this story, it's just unbelievable. It's so important, I think, for everybody out there to talk to their groomer and ask them what the discharge and the safety procedures are so that they're never in this type of situation. I mean, here was this woman on TV crying that her dog was missing, was upset because the dog has kidney problems, which means special diet, special vets to the, you know, vet visits, special attention, right? Special attention. I can honestly believe that my groomer would never give our dogs to anybody except me or you. I would have to call her because she knows my voice over the phone or your voice. You know, she knows you because you've taken care of her cat. She would never release the dogs to anybody because she's so paranoid. But isn't that a crazy story? Yeah, well, you would think that the person that dropped the, uh, the pet off for for grooming purposes would be the one to pick it up or they would give special instructions that somebody else is going to be picking up their pet. So I find it real peculiar that it was released to a stranger, a, a stranger, <laughs> just a stranger who said, that's my dog. But here's the best part. She paid the bill. Yeah, she paid the bill and was just like, yeah, that's cool. Well, you Kept said she was men- you said she was mentally right. challenged. She took the dog home for a while and then gifted it to her daughter. But thank God the daughter really was kind enough to not keep the dog. She called after she saw the story. She called the authorities and the and then they showed the uh, reunion 
with the woman and her dog. And she was so happy. And she went on and on and on. Well, the other part of the happiness for that story to continue is that there should be another pet that comes into the picture for that granddaughter. Yeah. For for her daughter and her grandchildren. That would be nice. But who knows? Anyway, it's time to kick off the show. Okay, so I've got South Korea is coming to some type of reflection. So I'll give you a hint. It has to do with dogs, but I can't wait to tell you. It's a small step in the right direction hmm. for animal protection. Hmm. I want to tease you with it. I have bit. some ideas, but I'll wait till you tell me. Okay. After the CEO of Ruby's, Howard Beige, joins us, you'll want to run out and buy the latest and greatest pet costumes for dogs, cats, and guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. A lot of people have guinea pigs. A lot of adults have guinea pigs. And they want to dress them up. We love to take pictures of our dogs and cats, especially when they're in costume. So I'm sure if you're like me, it's always helpful to have a pro give you some tips. A pro. Yes, a pro. So joining us today is Ash Ahuja. Ash is a former fashion photographer who is responsible for capturing the compelling pictures of rescue dogs and cats that are featured on the Humane Society of Silicon Valley's website, as well as their social media feeds. His work inspires many adoptions. It has been said that Ash has a keen eye for capturing the special and unique moments of pure joy of each dog, those magic moments. Ash, hello, and welcome to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So how'd you get interested in photography, especially pet photography? So I've been taking pictures of pets, my own pets, since I was almost 12 or 13 years old. I had a black lab. I used to, back then it was film. uh, And my mom was always upset that 36 of 36 pictures in the film roll were (laughs) off my black lab. And they had to pay for the developing and printing. So she was not happy most of the time. (laughs) So I've been doing pets, my own pets all the time. But um, after I moved to the Bay Area, I really wanted to do something more. And I saw there are lots of shelters here. So I thought, how can I find a shelter that I can really start helping with something that I enjoy doing and give back as well at the same time? So that's when I got in touch with Humane Society. And his pictures are on the website and they are actually beautiful. They really are. They're just beautiful. Okay. So it's that time of the year when everyone wants to dress up their dog and and cat. So when shooting pet pics, is there a difference between a cell phone and a camera? Yes, there is. So cell phone cameras are getting better and better, as we all know. And, and if you have an old dog or a dog that's really slow and you have enough light, a cell phone camera can do a pretty good job as well, especially with the portrait modes that most cell phone cameras have now. So if your dog is, and if you have enough light, if you're shooting your dog outside, there's enough light, cell phone cameras are pretty good. But where the professional cameras, the ones that we use really come in handy is when you have an animal or a pet that moves too quick, which most of them move around all the time, they don't stay still. So that's where the professional cameras are really good because they can take pictures really fast. Next question. So when taking pictures of dogs and cats, whether in costume or not, what's the most important tip you can share for us? The most important tip for taking pictures of pets is 
be at their eye level. That's when you want to see their personality. You want to see their emotions, their face. You want to connect with a picture. And that's the most important thing. So be at their level. Don't try and take a picture of a dog from high up from your viewpoint shooting down. Get down low at the dog or the cat's level. Try and take a picture. Focus on their eyes uh, because their eyes need to have that shine or a glint. If you, if you have some kind of a window behind you or if you're outdoors, getting that shine in their eyes is really what's going to make those pictures come alive. That's what makes when you see a picture, you go, oh, that's when the eyes are looking at you directly. See, knowing me and how I have the patience of a gnat, <laughs> <laughs> I would think it was more about like just taking your time, being patient, not getting frustrated because you know how everyone wants their dog to sit. You know what I mean? And that it, like Ash said, it doesn't always work like that. So I think you got to take it down a notch. See, you know? see, that's your approach. Mine would be click, 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 click to uh, get the right one. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I would start out with I mean, I have professional cameras, so I would start out like I'd have to get in the mode, the zone to like be calm and not get frustrated. I mean, there's so many dogs. I mean, we got four dogs and a cat. Well, I'm not as professional as you and, and Ash here. So I'm just a regular pet owner taking a lot of pictures. That's what I would do. He can't even, he can't even operate a cell phone. I don't even think he's ever <laughs> taken a picture with his cell phone camera, please. Yes, I have. I doubt it. Yes. What was it? A football game or of something? Of course it was. Of course it was. Okay. Yes. Well, Ash, we're going to, we want to bring you back for another segment. So can you stick around? Because sure. we got more questions. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do, do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. We know people love their dogs and many like to take them everywhere to lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, complete book of dog etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed on Amazon. 
Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Okay, so we're back with Ash Ahuja. He is a former fashion photographer who is responsible for capturing compelling pictures helping Humane Society of Silicon Valley dogs and cats get adopted. And he is here sharing some of his top tips so that you can have great Halloween and then some pictures for your dogs and cats. But who doesn't like pictures of pets in costume? So you had a question for Ash. Okay, let's talk about the focal point of, of holiday pet pictures. What is the focal point? What do you do? Now, the focal point for pet pictures is uh, a lot of people like their pets to look a little spooky uh, with the spooky eyes if you have some kind of a scary costume on. So if, you, if you're going down the spooky route, then it's good to have, uh, then it's good to use a flash if your dogs or cats can handle it. Some dogs get uh, startled when you have a flash that suddenly fires in their eyes. But if you, that's where phone cameras do a pretty good job of making your eyes look spooky. They do, that, they do that to us as well as humans, right? When we take a picture and you have those glowing eyes, use that to your benefit. Point directly at your dog or cat's face and take it with the flash. You'll have those glowing eyes. That's one thing. If you're going for cute, the costumes are cute and you have like, we just did a shoot in a tutu, a tea party shoot for a pit bull at the Humane Society in a tutu. And there you want to try and, you know, make it more softer, and cuddlier and cuter, that's where you start to bring in props. So props play a big part in Halloween costume shoots, something the dog can play with, interact with, chew, uh, pick up. If it's just a dog in a costume, many people think that's okay. But if you have a dog in a costume playing with something that is very interesting, that makes the picture come alive. Plus, you can go buy hay bales, right? <laughs> yeah. And you yes. can get pumpkins. You can carve them up. You can have like a string that says Happy Halloween. Yeah. You can get as creative as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I think that's where it kind of gets a little expensive, but it sounds super cool. You mentioned earlier, Ash, that you had a black lab. I think that was your first pet. So, right. so many people have black dogs and cats. Can you give us some tips for shooting black dogs and cat pictures? Yes, absolutely. And this is where I think cell phone cameras struggle a little bit. So the best way to get good pictures with a black dog or a cat is to focus on the background. Make sure the background that you're shooting them against is not too bright. Because if the background is very bright behind the dog or the cat, the cameras are going to reduce the exposure, which makes your black dog pretty much look really bad. You want to shoot them with either a either a subdued background or shoot them in full sunlight. Full sunlight is amazing for black dogs and cats because that shows the shine on the fur. It shows their shape really well. Uh, it, it, it really does good. So shoot in, in sunlight, shoot with a non-bright background and you'll get great pictures. With costumes, lighting should be important, correct? Lighting is always important for any kind of uh, photography. But I would say the lighting sets the mood a lot. So with Halloween, again, depending on the kind of look you're going for, um, lighting can play a big part. So if you really want uh, a spooky uh, look, then more, more dim lighting using even lamps and, and, and regular bulbs would help. If you're looking at 
creating something that's really soft and cuddly and cute, then more light is good. Window light is amazing for all kinds of pictures, whether it's dogs or humans. So if you have a big bay window or some kind of a nice window light in your house, that's great. Take your dog in a costume or cat in a costume next to the window, as close to the window as possible. Take a picture without the window in the frame. That creates really amazing lights because it shines their, their eyes. The window light is beautiful. It makes them look really nice with the costume showing. I gotta practice. <laughs> I gotta go home and practice. Okay. So um Yeah, this next question is really interesting. <laughs> it really is. Ever try to take a picture of a pet, just being an everyday person. Well, how best should we capture the attention of our dogs yeah. and, and cats? I mean, do toys work? Do fishing pole toys they work? They never sit still for me. <laughs> yes, that's so that's that's that depends on the dog. Some dogs are more food motivated, so you can get them to to pay more attention in the beginning. But the one thing I've found is use treats just in the beginning because treats can the dog. Some dogs are so food motivated that they'll just keep looking for the treat and you don't get a good look on their face because they're all the time just focused on what do you have in your hand. Right. It's, it's some dogs look cute with that. Some dogs don't. Toys, squeaky toys are really good. I try and use a squeaky toy, a little squeaky toy right next to the lens of my camera. And you squeak, you squeak that, the dog looks at your camera, take a picture right away. You have very little time with dogs or cats. So that so the basic idea is get the treats, get them comfortable, then use a squeaky toy to get their attention every time you're planning to take a picture. Now, what about cats? Cats are interesting because not very many cats like to be outdoors. So you have to take pictures inside most of the time. So with cats, I would say window light is your best friend. Uh, take them next to a window. If your cat is happy outside, I've taken pictures of cats in planters, next to roses, next to flowers, where they sit and lounge around in the sun. Those are some, some amazing pictures, but I find most cats are happy indoors. The string toys are great for cats when they're trying to reach out and grab a toy on a on a rope on a string. Those are some cute pictures you can get. But I think a lot of cat pictures look cute even when they're sleeping. So I can see that when they're not moving. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ash, thank you for joining us today. I am sure that I will be better at taking pictures after having our interview today. I really look forward no, to no, seeing if no. I've improved. Stop lying. You mean you really <laughs> look forward to seeing me use Ash's tips to take pictures because you're not going to take it. Absolutely. Pictures. That's the way that's, it is. That's how it is. OK, Ash, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure having you here. Thank you for having me. Well, just to remind you that what we were speaking with photographer Ash Ahuja, he volunteers his time. And that that's what's so great, because there's so many different ways you can volunteer your time. So he happens to use his professional skills to take pictures of dogs and cats at the Humane Society. And from what I understand from my contacts there, it's really making a difference, especially with the black dogs and cats who are really hard to shoot. His work can be seen at HSSV. Dot org. Okay, we're going to be back in a flash. We're going to take a commercial break. And then, of course, we're going to come back with celebrity pet gossip and some seasonal tips. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss what we're talking about next.
My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night and he led me over to a very specific person. And here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. I'm pet expert Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you how important it is to protect your pet against fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes with preventative tablets and topicals. By giving your dogs and cats preventative meds throughout the year, you are protecting your pet from Lyme disease, heartworm, flea allergies, worms, and more, causing unwanted and costly vet bills. Most importantly, these parasites can infiltrate your home, causing you and your family's health to be compromised. Remember, healthy pet healthy you can't get enough of the buzz we're online at thepetbuzz.com with daily features including helpful tips from charlotte more flex facts and a lot of ways for you to save on all of your favorite pet needs honestly there's nothing like the crisp cool air and the beautiful foliage that's on the trees not on my lawn to get you excited for the change of seasons your pet probably is looking forward to a break from that summer's hot, sticky weather. But fall is also a time of lurking dangers for our furry friends. So from household poisons to cold weather hazards, there are important safety issues to consider. So, Doc, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Can you share a safety concern for pet owners during this time of the year? Be cautious of rodenticides and cold weather poisons. The use of rat and mouse poisons increases in the fall as rodents seek shelter from the cooler temperatures by attempting to move indoors. Uh, It's awful. Rodenticides are highly toxic to pets, and if ingested, the results can be fatal. If you must use these products, please do so with extreme caution and put them in places inaccessible to your pet. Yeah. And that's a good point. And I, if you remember, we had the doctor on etymologist from university of Florida, and he talked about, you know, with rat poison, you have to make sure you vitamin K is the antidote, but some of these other poisons, there is no antidote. Correct. So that doesn't leave many options. No, that doesn't leave a lot of options. So you got to check that out. And actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that interview. So you know what to look for when you're buying rat poison. Yes. Okay, I've got one. So many people choose fall as a time to change their car's engine coolant. I guess it's 
ethylene glycol based mm -hmm. coolants are highly toxic. So you got to clean up those spills immediately. So not only think about your pets, but think about, you know, feral cats in your neighborhood. So consider switching to propylene glycol based coolants. So they aren't completely non-toxic. They're much less toxic than other engine coolants. You know why they like them? Why? Because they're sweet and they just taste good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have to keep school supplies out of pause reach. Whether well, kids are in the classroom or taking part in virtual learning, there's still those school things available. And those of you with young children know that means stocking up on items like glue, sticks, pencils, magic markers, crayons. All these items are considered low toxicity to pets, but gastrointestinal upsets and blockages can occur if ingested. So be sure your children keep their school supplies out of the pet's reach. There are a bunch of kids on my block and they're always using them to make bracelets and, you know, it's homework assignments and drawing and stuff. And the dogs are jumping, they have their dogs out and they're jumping all over. So I can only imagine what it's like in their house. Here's one that's near and dear to my heart because it's something I'm plagued with. So you want your pet to stay clear of mushrooms. My yard is full of mushrooms and mm. they are wacko mushrooms. I don't have just one type of mushroom. I have um, orange mushrooms, yellow mushrooms. I have ones that look like uh, they're fe feathery. Uh, I have truffles. I have all kinds of stuff growing with all my flowers. You have truffles too, huh? Yeah, I've, I found a truffle or two. Hmm. I mean, I didn't, you know, take it in for analysis. I just threw it in the garbage. But hmm. I mean, there's uh, mushrooms. I've got tons of mushrooms. Okay, so while 99% of mushrooms have little or no toxicity, the 1% that are highly toxic can cause life-threatening problems in pets. Since most toxic mushrooms are difficult to distinguish from non-toxic ones, the best way to deal with the situation is to keep your pets away from the mushrooms and to check your yard at least once a week and get rid of them. Absolutely. And this is why last year, last fall, we had the mushroom expert on mm -hmm. talking about the mushrooms. So the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center, the number is 888-426-4435. Immediately, if you witness your pet eating a wild mushroom, because that's very, very important. And it's it's really a good idea, actually, to take a picture of that mushroom. Please. Because that way you can either show it to your doctor or you could show it to the ASPCA. Because when really you take important. it into the doc, he probably won't recognize whether it's dangerous or not. But we just all make the assumption. Yeah. All, all mushrooms it, are dangerous. Right. Exactly. Okay. Doc, do you have one last comment? One last. Yep. Here's my favorite. Okay. It's a good idea to watch out for wildlife. Autumn is the season when snakes. Oh, and you hate snakes. Are hate preparing them. for hibernation, increasing the possibility of bites to those unlucky pets who find themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Pet parents should know what kind of venomous snakes may be lurking in the environment and where those snakes are most likely to be found. So pets can be kept out of those areas. So I'm going to tell you, I saw a snake in my backyard, a big black snake. Please take pictures of them. 
to it take it in. It freaked me out. Yeah. It totally freaked me out. I mean, I, I'm not like you. I don't hate snakes as much as you do. Oh. It just freaked me out. And then, of course, it went under that huge Bokken Villa that I have in the backyard, which forced me to clip it down from the back, from the yeah. bottom up, because I want to be able to see what's going on. My yard, because I have the dogs, all of the floral, except for the rose garden, everything is on the parameter. It's on the border of the yard. It's up against the gate. So I like to be able to see, and it's, you know, I spent a lot of time weeding Mm. so I can see what's there. And because I live near a Creek, I don't live on the Creek because I live near a Creek. There are rats. So I'm always weary about snakes. So I saw my first snake, which freaked me, just freaked me out. Mm -hmm. Big black snake. I don't know. They said it was good to eat the rats, but I didn't want to see a snake. So So, you know, the best part about fall is that you get to get out and just walk more, just exercise more. Yeah. So just take your dog, better yet, outfit your cat with a leash and harness and see if she or he will go out for neighborhood adventures. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got these, you know, we've talked about these, you know, these potential fall dangers, but really it's one of the best times. I and mean, we talk about how we get outside more in the summer, but that's early in the summer. Mm-hmm. Once it gets super hot, mm-hmm. it's really hard for dogs to go outside for long periods of time without getting heat stroke. Then you got to bring the water. You got to bring this. You got to be really careful. So now is a great time before it gets too cold just to hit the pavement and enjoy yourself with your dog. Yeah, but be prepared, too, because I see this every week that people are out walking their dog, exercise for themselves, exercise for the pet. And as the, the pet has a different kind of, of lifestyle. It doesn't just walk on his paws and walk along. It usually investigates all the lawns sure. as they go along. And many people treat their lawns at, mm-hmm. in the fall. And so some of that treatment sometimes can be a little toxic for the pet. So monitor that if they, if they return home and they're having some GI tract, you know, throwing up or. That's a good point. And it's a good point. But you also I think you need to pay attention because a lot of neighborhoods in this country don't have I don't have sidewalks mm-hmm. where I live. Mm-hmm. So you have to walk in the street mm-hmm. or you have to walk in the lawn. And when I had a lawn service, I don't anymore because they burnt my grass. But when I had a lawn service they would put signs up so that you could see it, but the signs are really small. And I do treat my grass myself with fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And I also treat it with insect repellent mm-hmm. uh, and flea and tick products. Uh, and some of those are toxic. And to some the of those are toxic. So before, you know, pay attention when you're out walking your dog, because maybe your neighbors have lawn care services and they spray And they always want you to wait till the products dry because it is dangerous for pets. So, and I think that's a really good point. And and don't forget to be courteous. Take poop bags with you. Yes. Please be a good neighbor. Yeah. I want to be a good neighbor. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? 
Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. They call me Prince like I'm royalty or something. But the places I've lived ain't no palaces. So I don't need grilled salmon or a new scratching post. Just give me a cardboard box and a can of tuna and we're good. You can even change my name. I'm cool being the kitty formerly known as Prince. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. <laughs> you ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. I've got some uh, meaningful celebrity pet news today. Not the normal conspiracy, you know, who's doing what, whose pet died. But I thought this was kind of interesting. So actress Olivia Mum, you know, she has two rescue dogs, one's seven and one's five. And she, like so many of us, consider pets part of the family. So believe it or not, she's partnered with Petco to raise awareness about pet mental health, particularly as our beloved animals navigate the challenges of the pandemic and their owners returning to the office. Mom, she's also expecting her first baby this year, said she noticed a difference in her dog's behavior toward her. And that also could be because she's pregnant. And a lot of times we know that dogs and cats know if people are pregnant well in advance of, of, of them themselves. Well, anyway, she said that her dog, Frankie, was marking around the house every day, which is something he's never done before. And when she and when she would go to pick up a shoe, he would jump into her arms because he thought she was going somewhere. So right away, we know that separation anxiety kicks in. So her dogs are very attached to her and she feels that their mental health is really important. So through their website, With her help, Petco is offering a new free virtual training seminar available through the end of September called Well-Adjusted Dog Preparing for Separation and Social Anxiety, where pet parents can learn to identify anxiety warning signs and learn relaxation techniques. I got to tell you, there's also a bunch of stuff on there that they want you to buy. So to be fair. okay. so the information I think is is really handy for not only new pet parents, but for longtime pet parents, and especially those folks who have adopted a dog or cat in the last year and a half. So if you want to check out the Pet Smart Lookbook and seminar, PetSmart.com. Well, it's time for our next guest. He's been holding on the phone, or I should say Zoom. And since Halloween is not too far away, I'm so, Dr. Fleck, you know I'm excited yep, to talk you to are. him. So, but here's the scoop first. Let me preface the segment by saying, according to the National Retail Federation's annual survey conducted by Prosper Insights and and Analytics, consumer spending for Halloween-related items is expected to reach an all-time high. It's over $10 billion. Lots of money. Yeah, 
uh, up from uh, 8.05 billion last year. That's a lot of money, but look at the difference. Yeah, it's huge. 25% increase. It's moving. It's Halloween. It's, yeah. I mean, it's been moving since, you know, the last 10 years. Anyway, interest in pet costumes remains really high. Believe it or not, one in five Americans intend to dress up their pet for Halloween. And joining us today to talk about dressing up pets for Halloween, for Halloween, or maybe we should say Halloween, Halloween. Uh-huh. Yes. Is Howard Beige, CEO of Ruby's, the largest manufacturer and distributor of costumes throughout the world. The world. The world. That's so impressive. We always look forward to talking with you, Howard. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Thank you very much. Thank you. But one thing I will say to you, it's been uh, very interesting, this whole uh, pandemic. People have been spending a lot more time with their pets. I'll tell you that. They really have. And to be very honest with you, they're starting to use costumes and accessories more often because of that. All types of pictures that they're posting online. Right. Of course, Instagram is hot right now. Right. I mean, Halloween costumes are more than just to use for Halloween. Correct. Right. Especially for pets. Especially for A child may not wear it after Halloween. They may be embarrassed. The pet doesn't get so embarrassed. I mean, this is what I always tell people. It's like Star Wars Day. Star Wars costumes have been so popular, especially with Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. But you can wear it for Halloween, but then you're going to put it on in May because it's Star Wars Day. I might have gotten the day wrong, but I think it's that. (laughs) But then you put it on again or maybe you buy another, you know, these costume collections. You can't see Howard, but I have a prop room right over there. And there's so many costumes in that prop room it's frightening Beautiful. it's frightening okay <laughs> so i've been hitting the stores lately for halloween's latest and greatest pet costumes but yeah. i'm sorry to say the stores really don't have a lot i mean i mean they actually one store in particular more of a craft store and they carry some costumes i shop them all and buy all the new costumes <laughs> they told me that they got a fifth of their supply so i'm wondering have pandemic economics affected costume materials, thus supply? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's affected actually by two things, truthfully. Uh, one is the pandemic, that in other words, products are unfortunately being made slower as they're having a harder time getting labor during the pandemic. So that's number one. But number two, I don't know if you followed anything with the container costs from overseas. A full container used to be about $3,500. Now it's about $20,000. All this happened in six months. Wow. So, right. Containers have gotten very expensive for all types of goods, everything, not just pet products. And really, the freight is what's hurting everybody right now on top of the shortage of supply of goods. Yeah. Um, inflation's not here. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you're, uh, having, you're having a hard time, too, Dr. Oh, my Flex. gosh. I, I can't even get penicillin. I mean, the supply chain is so yeah. bad for the reasons that you just have said, right. not only for labor, but for raw materials. Right. And you can't yeah. even get it. You, you can't even get it shipped. Yeah. yeah, it's it's terrible. Or you have to buy massive amounts of quantity like you are in your other business. You have to buy like 100,000 bottles. Yeah, normally we would buy uh, certain adapters for our sunscreen that we could buy maybe 30,000 at a time. We have to buy 150,000 or don't buy any. Huh. Yeah, crazy. Uh, it is crazy. OK, you had a question for Howard. I did. So 
Where are pet owners ordering costumes these days then? Uh, it's interesting because, quite frankly, a lot of the business is online, and it's certainly easier to locate if a store has inventory online. But I will say that during the pandemic, people are also returning to the store, whether it's for supplies or to see what's available. They are also returning to the store. I will say that they're somewhat looking for goods at this point, even pet food and all. Everything that people, there is a shortage currently going on. So we're finding people certainly shop online, but they are starting to return to the store to see what's available. That's what we're finding. They're probably bored of not being able to go to the store. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. 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 That too. But just, just a question. Are there a lot of more calls asking you if you have costumes on board, like in veterinary medicine, people are calling to see if they can make an appointment sooner than two or three weeks down the road. Are they asking if you even have products, more calls that way? We get not the consumer, but we get wholesale requests. And yes, we're getting a lot of wholesale requests see? for products. Yep. People are starving for product right now. Other businesses. Starving. Starving. They are. Yeah, I'm starving. Okay. So, you know, one of the things I think is interesting, especially in the last probably about 10 years, there are different types of pet costumes. So I kind of yep. wanted to talk about that because I don't think everyone knows or knows what these different types of costumes are called. So can you go over that for me? Sure. We've got like the uh, rider outfits and the rider outfits work very good when, for instance, the dog is basically the horse and there's a little cowboy riding on top of him. Or the dog may be the spaceship and there's a little stormtrooper riding on top of him. So right. those are called rider costumes where you know, there's, there's a little rider placed on top of the dog. Okay. Right. We love that. And the squirrel is right. really hot for that one this year, like the squirrel. And then there's the jack headless Jack Lantern guy. So you'll see some of those. Yes. Right. OK. Then there's the front walking types. The front walking types are hysterical and they're working very well with horror. Believe it or not, one of the big things this year is horror. Horror films are doing phenomenal right now. OK. And things like we do a Pennywise pet costume. We do an It pet costume. We do Friday the 13th. We do Freddy. We do Beetlejuice, Chucky, Mike Myers. I mean, we have a whole array of horror costumes, and it's hysterical. When you dress the dog as horror, it is hysterical. It really is. And those are front walking, so they look like they're walking towards you. Cool. Okay, that's our front walking <laughs> costumes, a lot okay. of those horror. Well, Howard, can you stick around for another segment so we can finish up our discussion? Sure. And I got to tell you, I can't wait for you to tell us what the hottest costumes of 2021 are. Okay, is that good for you? Okay. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Sure, I'm a little rough and tough. Somebody's got to me. I like the outdoors, camping, 
boating, riding in your truck with my head out the window. Yeah, I'll poop outside. Doesn't everyone? A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Fleck and I are back with the CEO of Ruby's, Howard Beige. Just so you know, Ruby's is the world's largest manufacturer and distributor of costumes, including one for your fur kids, for pets. This is so real because in practice and people, if they're coming in for routine care for their pets and they bring their kids with them, they're all dressed in costume. Like you just said, the pet has a certain costume on. The kid has a costume. Is that this comp- now? Before yeah. Halloween? Routinely. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess it's Sunday. The pet has definitely become part of the family. Yeah, without oh, a doubt, sure. part of the family. Sure. So, Howard, the big question, I guess the multi-million, it's not the million-dollar question. It's a multi-million-dollar question. <laughs> Everyone wants to know, what are the hottest pet costumes for 2021? So number one, believe it or not, still very, very strong is the child or Groku, whichever you prefer to call him. Okay. Definitely the number one character, followed by a favorite each year, actually, is the Ewok. And the Ewok is basically, it's almost like a little fur teddy bear from Star Wars. And then we do a Edward Scissorhands is our number three costume, which is just a comical twist on horror. So mm-hmm. those things are really working very well, like comical twists on horror. Uh-huh. Uh, then we do a grumpy bear is on number four. Batman is number five. Wonder Woman, number six. A walking Pennywise, the clown from the horror film. Again, very, very funny. Uh, that's actually number seven. Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters are our top costumes. People love that Ghostbuster. And there's not much to it. It's like basically a little jumpsuit with a backpack on it. Right. With a backpack. Backpack makes it. Backpack yeah, makes I, it. I, I agree. I think horror films, I guess, because people are sitting home, they're horrified. So they might as well be scared watching TV. <laughs> I right. Never, I never watched. I mean, but you did watch. We did watch Get Out. That was a pretty scary. Yeah. But I didn't know it was a horror film to start out with. Uh, and I was captured by it. <laughs> I, I, it was. <laughs> It's crazy. I think that's the last <laughs> horror film that we watched. Okay. So you had a question, Dr. Flack. So what if your pet doesn't like to wear a costume? What do you suggest? Uh, is there something available for pets that yes. don't yes, like the costumes? Is. I strongly actually would suggest if your pet is one of the few that doesn't like to wear a costume, <laughs> that we get him some accessories. You can give him like a scarf. You can give him a top. You can give him just a hat. You can put a pair of wings, believe it or not, like angel wings. So there's all different accessories. You don't have to dress up a full costume, all different accessories that a pet can wear, including just a simple scarf. And that's why I personally think, Howard, the bat is going to exceed expectations (laughs) because everyone dealt with the pumpkin, the witch and the devil. You know, they always say that. And the and um, RF. But I think the bat is going to be the new hot costume for the year because it's you can put it on like a harness and it's just there. and It's nothing on the head. A lot of pets don't like the headgear. So I think that's, you know, church is going to dress up like a bat. Mm. Church Mm. is our new puppy. You can't see him, but he's right here. Okay, so um, 
So accessories, the bandana, the collar and leash. I think that's pretty cool. Okay. So here's what, here's my big question. I always have the big question. I always have the money questions. So what are pet costumes coming in at this time of the year? Obviously you have to pass the charge on to consumer. What's the average uh, pet owner going to spend for a costume? Usually between like 10 and $25. It, it's a range. There are some simpler ones that are like $10, $12. And then they do get a little bit more uh, pricey, but $25 is really the top price for a pet costume. Really? That, that yeah. sounds inexpensive. That sounds are you lowballing us? No, no, no. I saw some costumes for 29 bucks or 30 bucks online, but I had to have them. Well, huh? they may be different, but our costumes are pretty much made in that price point, which is basically like 10 to $25. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. Well, you the know? whole family can get dressed up well, for a hundred bucks. Well, that's the dog's costume. I don't know if the people's costume costs a lot. Well, that's true. But I mean, yeah. since you make both, I mean, Howard makes costumes for everybody. That's correct. That's you correct. know, so I mean, he would know. That's why he's the biggest and the best. That's Thank absolutely you. right. So I don't know. What did he say? $25 is the max. That's cool. And also just so like Howard said, Ruby's manufactures and distributes the costumes. They don't sell them online. So any advice? for preparing your pet for the big day, Halloween. Get shopping early. Yes. Friday, you're talking Halloween is 30 days from Friday. (laughs) It's true. And actually, they probably should have been shopping long before now. No, it's true because actually my first TV Halloween show is on Friday. It's Fox Cincinnati. So at nine o'clock, I'll be on talking about pet costumes. Okay. I also think to prepare for that big day, you want to put your pet in that costume. You want to have him walk around. You don't want to force him to wear the costume. True. Remember Hannah? She never even wanted to wear a sweater. No. Like in New York when it was freezing, she would like step out of it. So she was not one for, although she would wear a costume now and then though, but no, but yeah. So, okay. So Hannah was your gold. Hannah was my golden retriever. She passed (laughs) away in January, you know, typical. She had cancer, so it's unfortunate. But um, okay, this is always a big question. I think in past years, people would buy these costumes and throw it out a lot like orchids. But now they don't do that. They still throw out the orchids. A lot of people really don't know how you're supposed to care for costumes after the fact. What do you recommend? How do you take care of these costumes? The costumes are actually pretty simple, just pretty much. They're made of real fabrics. I mean, it's basically the same way you take care of your own shirt or pants. So it's really just putting away safe where they don't get dusty and dirty and all that. Should we uh, put them in the wash machine or should we wipe them oh, you're down? Talking about, uh, you're talking about care. The yes. individual costumes have instructions. If they have metallics, they're a little tough to wash and need to be wiped down. Okay. If it's not metallics, they can usually be washed. Okay, which I would think you would if you can wash them, you stick them in a garment bag so they don't get ruined. I mean, just wash them by themselves or if you can, you know, hand rinse them or even vacuum the hair out of the costumes. Something you're not the least bit interested. I can tell Dr. Fleck, but that's I would just get a new one next year. Of course you would. (laughs) Of course you would, because it's 10 to 25 dollars. But like I said, a lot of people like to keep these like, you know, I don't want to make this a man woman thing, but a lot of the women would keep these costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can see mm-hmm. where that's going, but I'm going to tell you Howie, if it was a football costume and he could go as the Michigan state quarterback. Oh yeah. It'd be safe forever. 
You'd be, you would, you do it every single year. Every year. Every year. We'll have to do that shortly for pets, the football costume. That's right. Can't wait. Oh, no, that would be great. Can't wait. You could license the teams and do the pet costumes. Oh, you'd make millions of dollars because all those, especially in the South, Howard. Oh, my God. And the Midwest. And the Midwest. That's very true. Yeah. College football. They would have the kids. They have all these. Like, think about where everybody has the mascots that are the bulldogs. People should have an opportunity to see your tailgating shows that you put on. Oh, those are fantastic. With, with all the costumes that we use. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. a lot of You fun. need to do that, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, Howard. Thanks for coming back and joining with us. What great information. It was a lot of fun. It's always thank fun you. Howard here. Thank, and thank here's you the very much for the opportunity. We get to see him. I know it. I know. It's, so is everybody fantastic. else. Well, everyone, that was Halloween Insight, or I should say Halloween Insight from the king himself, Howard Beige, the CEO of Ruby's, the world's largest manufacturer and distributor of costumes. This is, you know, Howard has been in this business. I think it's his father, grandfather, uncles. This is a family business. So he's been around for a long time. He knows the business, grew up in the business. So he really is the king. He's the king of costumes. Okay. For costume ideas, the Ruby's website is rubies.com. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's that time, Dr. Fleck. What do you mean it's that time? It's the time to wrap the show. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I thought we just got started. I know. Anyway, I want to tell everyone about what's going to happen next week. Next week, we're talking about feline personality traits. And there was a new study done uh, in Helsinki and Norway. Shelters in crisis. What's going on in the shelters now? Dogs and cats are being returned or, you know, no longer being fostered. And this is, I thought, really interesting. How you can virtually try and Halloween costumes on your pets. So your dog and cat will you know, have a picture and then you could use this program and virtually try in Halloween costumes. That's from Chewy. So I'm excited to find out a little bit more about that. But before we go on, Doc, can you thank our guests? Yeah, special thanks to our guests, Howard Beige and Asha Huja. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats most importantly remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets peace out and pet love goodbye thanks for listening to the pet buzz with pet trendologist charlotte reed and dr michael fleck the pet buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people if you and your pets need even more buzz we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels pet buzz plus the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere